Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This. Well, we should testing. actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. You're squinting, David. I am. I'm trying to focus on on things that are prevalent in my life. So, uh-huh. uh, I went to the grocery store. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, this week. And um I found that the local grocery store mm-hmm. is selling vegan ice cream. Okay. Really that doesn't sound good. Oh, it, Actually, there's a really good vegan donut shop by where I live. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm not a vegan, and but I do have some dietary restrictions yeah. given the fact that my body just is what it is mm-hmm. and I can't eat dairy. So, I have Because you're Mediterranean. Is that what it is? Is that yeah. why I can't eat dairy? Yeah, probably. But, but we eat cheese. Lots of cheese. Yeah. But I, I don't you're, think you're that... generally more likely to be lactose intolerant than Northern Europeans. Oh, probably. Probably. So, because you guys do love your goats and your oh, sheep. Oh, we love our goats and our sheep. <laughs> so, uh, I found it. It was, I think it's so delicious, I think the brand is mm. called. It was It was good. I mean, okay. like, I haven't eaten was ice it, cream. Was it so delicious? It was pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, so de- it wasn't so delicious. Well, think about it this way: I haven't had like a an, 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 a serving of ice cream without uh-huh. worry probably in the For past six, seven, eight years. Wow! So Boy. I think about so anything that I can eat that has a resemblance of ice cream, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say was good. Okay. Um. So it was it was made of coconut milk. Mm. Uh. So I'm going to try out. Uh. The almond and pistachio, not pistachio. Ooh, pistachio milk sounds cool. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Cashew milk ice creams. Uh-huh. And go from there. So, I don't know. Like, it's just interesting trying out new things at the grocery store. Actually, I think that's what happened with us, you and I, when we were kids. Oh, yeah, when we would go get that uh, meat and cheese. Yeah, I think that's how uh-huh. we actually found Manchego. We just Probably randomly... Just no, getting I, different cheeses. Yeah, and then found out that this was actually really good cheese, and we just mm-hmm. kept eating it. And, and yep. I've been buying Ponce de Leon... Ponce Manche- de Leon? Yeah, Ponce, Ponce de Leon Manchego uh, mm-hmm. ever since. And it's still great. I mean, last last swedge i guess i bought was uh-huh. a little salty like Uh-oh. it's weird because it's like anything else it's like depending on how that batch was made there is a distinction i don't think mm-hmm. I, I mean like you would think that in high production um aspects there would be there would be a uh uh quality control of it but uh-huh. I, I just i don't know i don't know so that's uh that's my grocery story of the week ladies and gentlemen i know you've been waiting for a while to hear that um on other topics about our podcast uh, if you hadn't noticed, there was a week uh, between 12 and 13 that mm-hmm. we had not had a new podcast. It was a real disappointment because we had a pretty good special guest. Yeah. Um, you want to tell him who it was? I, I don't I don't think there is. It was Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there were some technical difficulties that we had to hammer out, uh, but we got it resolved and we're back on production. Uh, just another example of... Uh, you know, saying thank you to our Patreon um, supporters, and uh, without them in that context, I think we would have been, you know, a little bit, a little bit of having issues. But I think we're good to go. We're I'm good happy. To go. I'm happy about it. We've, um, um, we've gotten the technology under control. Yes, but pretty soon. Will technology have us under control? What, Tim? That was, I think, out of all your segues, the, the best, best segue. All right. That was really witty. Good job. Uh, Tim is referring to an article uh, that I had actually previously read and talked to Tim a little bit about uh, regarding the autonomization of jobs and mm-hmm. how technology is at a point right now where you're going to be seeing a lot of shifts in workforce need uh one i think that we all have been seeing a lot lately are the are our self-driving cars self-driving yeah, uh-huh. cars obviously are the future i'm for it any day no, of the week you're for it really I, I, i'm not for it i don't want some robot driving around on my roads you kidding me uh you want self-driving cars yes yes it's just unnatural tim what's unnatural in the life is this veganism unnatural yes <laughs> okay maybe that's true but okay. <laughs> they make some okay ice cream okay um no, I, I'm all for it. I think I think once we get every all cars on the grid, I think there's gonna be less car accidents, less fatalities. I think I think there'll be a revolution in death. Uh, um, a revolution in death. No, yeah, death revolution. <laughs> no, a revolution in 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 transportation that way. Uh-huh. Like, thank God, I will never have to drive a day in my life ever again. I can't. Mm. I I cannot wait for that to happen. I feel like I'm it, really skeptical. I mean, it's a lot harder than people think to do anything automated. I mean, like you can automate simple tasks. So you're, so you're, 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 um, 
skeptical of the of the of the, yeah. of, the of the outlook of how many yeah. years down the so, line I mean, will things let, be let, autonomized. Let, let's set the table a little bit. Okay. So I mean, really, for the last two years or so, there's been a huge increase in um news stories that predict you know full automation or a huge ramp up in automation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, especially a couple months ago, um, I forget who it was exactly, some major figure. Um, made some statement that, like, in 10 years or in 20 years, what was it, 80% or something of jobs are going to be automated? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, I think about, 40. Right? I think they said, I think the statistic was, like, 40% of all things are going to be automated. Yeah, and, and after and I 125 years, yeah. they said, like, all, well, I mean, all who, workforce jobs. Yeah, who can predict No one can predict 125 no, I guess, freaking years. I think what they're doing is they're, they're, looking at, they're looking at what the progression has been thus yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I think I think there is some truth to to that, especially I, I even the code world, the coding world. Mm-hmm. I read this other article about a man who has is getting paid a forty hour week to uh-huh. work at home to look for bugs in an Excel sheet program that some company is paying him to do to do. Yeah, I can imagine and, that. And what he's doing is though he in the after a couple of years working for that company, he realized there was a pattern of what the bugs usually are, uh-huh. and he runs a software program that does his forty hour week job mm-hmm. in two hours, but he pads the time saying he did it during this time and this time mm-hmm. and he was writing this article almost in like a confessional way like feeling i should i feel should i feel um remorseful for this and my answer is hell no okay because mm-hmm. if you went to the boss saying that oh i made this program they're gonna, he's gonna fire you yeah. and take the program yeah exactly yeah. so no i don't care i don't care no 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 you know what i mean stuff and, like that no Go and here's it. the thing it's like i there's so many things we already automize in, mm-hmm. at, in in our jobs already like filing systems if you're a better organizer with your work is that considered cheating no you're a, you're a smart and uh-huh. you're a smart guy you're, you're a smart gal and you're doing the job better than others yeah. and there's no shame in any of that mm-hmm. but i know we're getting a little off topic here i mean that's more that example is a person using their brain for to work for them mm-hmm. what if there are no need for person's brains anymore and yeah. that computer systems are doing the jobs for them and then another interesting thing too is netflix right uh-huh um house of cards house of yeah, cards okay. just came out and um this fifth season and i didn't really like it i didn't okay. really like it i think i think that's the, what i'm hearing i mean i never watched any of it but. right right it's 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 a it's a political uh Drama. Uh-huh. Um, the reason why I think I didn't like it so much, the fifth season, is because I think you know the fact is crazier than fiction. Yeah, I, I mean, think you I can't think, write. You can't write beyond what's going on. Yeah, no. I mean, there it is a house of cards. Like the uh-huh. whole thing, even with the Obama administration, with all the crap that went down, all the weird stuff with the Clinton administration. Okay. Are we really off automation already? No, no, no. That goes back. Don't okay, worry. Okay. I'm just saying. Like, I know where I'm going with all my right, conversation, all right, all right. Tim. It all relates back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So. You know, it's it's just interesting that that you know that the season was just not as quippy, only because I mean maybe the storytelling's getting crappy too. One yeah. of the main writers got off the block, mm. and the the spoiler alert, everybody, I'll give you two seconds. One, two. Spo- they all die. No, uh, well, and that's another thing. A lot of the bad guys do die, and mm. quote unquote bad guys. Yeah. Um, and I think because he got the presidency, it's just it's just not as. It's not as impactful. What do you do from there? Global yeah, world so, leader. So I guess so. Like you're saying in the beginning, it was about him climbing his way yeah, up to the presidency. Yeah, but now he's up. What's, so and it's, it's not... all about the backstabbing and the movement. Yeah, and the, yeah. The and now it's now like that he's there. Eh, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna exactly. Do? I just think yeah. So, anyway, but where this all comes from is Netflix. Okay. Netflix has a really great algorithm of picking and choosing what type of shows are mm-hmm. best suited for you based on your viewing habits yeah. and based on your likes and dislikes of, okay. of what you're doing. Uh-huh. And because of that, they do they have a really good setup where they know what you want to watch. Uh-huh. Now, because they have such a large gambit of just information of viewership uh-huh. and, and trends, millions of people subscribe to yeah. Netflix. Mm-hmm. And they have such a data pool of what's available and not available. Mm-hmm. They can predict what to make and what the people want to see that's not even there yet. Yeah, without okay, us even but as knowing. far as automation but goes, that's, but to, to me, that doesn't really replace anything. Well, well it replaces analysts, first off. Mm-hmm. It also replaces the need for companies to go and make risks on what people may very well want to watch because okay. the statistics are showing otherwise. And furthermore, if you have that data, it's now at a point where people are saying people want protagonists in the government doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's eventually going to come down to they specifically want certain lines dictating certain things at mm-hmm. certain points. And then they can literally have an algorithmic you know, computer computation that says this is making a movie 
line for line, scene for scene with okay. all this data. Uh-huh. And they can also, at the same token, because I guarantee you this process is going to go and lead into the music industry, uh-huh. where you have you have individual or c- computer computations making music, books, literature, art. Sky's the limit. Okay, now I don't think it'll go that far. I don't think you can really automate creativity. I don't. Now you I, can you can get feedback for what people like, and you can really dig deep into what people like. Like what themes do they like? What sort of wordage do they like? Right. You know that sort of thing. Right. right? But I don't think we can ever get to the point where you can automate the production of a whole script, because so much can go wrong. If a computer says, okay, this is good, this is good, this is good. Now, but when the computer tries to piece it together, it just doesn't work out. Even Google Translate, right? I mean, Google collects tons of that sort of information, right? right? Like, you know, they know when one word, when someone types in one word, what's going to be next. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When someone types in one phrase, what else do they want? If you search one thing, what's something else you might want to search? Google collects that sort of information nonstop with very, very sophisticated algorithms, right? Right, right, right. But copy and paste a, a, a piece of text, put it in, into Google Translate, mm-hmm. and the outcome is still, I mean, it's intelligible, right, but it's right, right. obviously like not natural at all, right? Well, And even that's with all the tons of information and all the tons of, you know, literary records right. in Google's record that these um, algorithms are constantly feeding off right, of right, right. and using to inform their their decision, they still can't take a basic <laughs> paragraph yeah. and make it sound natural in a different language. And I think that's, it's, it, in time it will, though. I'm just thinking longitudinally. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and another, another aspect, too, to think about as well is when you're looking at, I don't know, like, for example... A person's, you know, shopping desires or whatever. They have the uh-huh. algorithms already for that, and, yeah. they're, and, they're, and, 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 and they're, they're storing all of that data. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like later down the line, I don't find it un, un, not feasible that it's going to, to lead to that. I mean, they're already producing computers that are mm-hmm. able to compute thousands of moves in one second, millisecond for the, for Go, for example. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's I think possible. that has large implications. Is... I think that implication mm-hmm. of being able to play Go. Uh-huh. It, it, is astronomical because like Go is one of the most complicated schemes uh-huh. of 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 gaming. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It's that's all computation really is. Right. It's okay. just that but sort of thing. Certain tasks are extremely computational, right? Okay, yeah. Certain tasks are not extremely computational. Such as? Like, you know, almost everything. I mean, like what? automation, it's very it's very very difficult to automate service work. Even basic stuff like at Burger King. Really? It's actually very difficult to automate They say, they say in five to ten years, we will not have servers at, at fast food I don't food know. I'd be surprised. Anymore. I mean, in automation, it's, it's, a specific, it's a particular problem in automation that things that seem, in a sense, really complicated can be automated. Mm-hmm. That's on, uh, automa- autom- automated. Uh, yeah, automated, right. But even simple things, it's difficult to automate. Even basic service work. Well, I'm so so here so here, all right. So we can agree to disagree on like the magnitude example, uh-huh. of what will happen. Unless, what's your other example? Like for example, okay, certain things that are really difficult for humans to do are really easy for computers to do because it's such a mechanical process. Right, right. Like if if there's something and it's a mechanical process and mm-hmm. you just have to keep doing a certain mechanical thing over mm-hmm. and over and over again mm-hmm. and storing the previous information of what you've already right, done. Right, 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 right. Like a computer can multiply 15,000-digit numbers like that, right? Mm-hmm. Hardly any human in the world could do such a thing. Right. But there's tons of stuff that, you know, we can't computerize that a human being can easily do. Like? Like have a, have a human, have a, like have a computer t- try to like teach a class, for example. Have a computer just try to like deal with a customer. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people have dealt with automated customer service interfaces, right? How can I help you? Exactly. And it's really difficult. Uh, Can I speak to your manager? Please hold on a second. Yeah, everyone's like, let me talk. Hello, how can I help you? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Pete. My name is Pete. (laughs) Pete, are you from this country? Yes, I I have been born and raised here in America. Pete, I don't, I don't, I don't want to speak to to you. Do you have a manager higher than you? Please hold on. Hello, this is Emily. <laughs> Emily well, you know what? Where are you from, Emily? I am from New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> and then, and then you're like, well, at least this company's progressive, having yeah. higher management to be women. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, for your help. I, I know I needed another lady to talk about. Yeah. This. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get no, it. No, but totally. like human beings are flexible. They can respond to new information and interpret new information and incorporate it into what they're already doing. A million times more efficient. I'm than just. A I think can. I'm more optimistic in the sense that I think that we are going to crack this. And now, you think that's optimism? It's that's a good question. Now uh-huh. let's agree to disagree on whether it's truly going to happen. Let's say Full autonomization. Let's play an Ender's Game moment yeah. right now and say okay. it is. We uh-huh. are at a point where majority of jobs are autonomized. Mm-hmm. Who's the best benefit from these procedures? Rich the rich, the uh-huh. bourgeoisie, exactly. Okay. I'm, now here's the. Now, Here's the okay, you go ahead to first. me. To me, here's how I feel. What's going to happen? Uh-huh. What's the point of the worker anymore mm-hmm. if he's or he and she has already been, uh, been uh, uh, you know outdated? outdated right? Yes. What, uh-huh. what what is our use? rendered obsolete? So what are we going to do with the next several generations of mm-hmm. offspring that we have? What are they used for? Okay, are they- that's that's an argument everyone makes. Here's a counter argument everyone makes. Of course, this has happened before, right? Industrial Revolution, right? Who makes? I don't know. No one spins cloth at their home anymore, right? Correct. The people who were, who used to maybe spin cloth at their homes mm-hmm. are now working jobs that no one 200 years ago could have even feasibly imagined, right? Okay, Like, no enough. one imagined mass production on that sort of scale. Mm-hmm. No one imagined computer programmers, right? Right, right. No one imagined cars for a while, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. No one imagined railway conductors or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So the basic idea is automation frees up people to do other things but they that were... we can't even imagine right now because they haven't been invented. But here's a... and the great, you know, evidence to that argument is that it's ha- it happened. That's right. what the I think, industrial I, revolution. I, and was. honestly, I think that's a good thing. But to... there's a great counter counter argument to that. You need education for those higher skilled jobs. Uh, sort of that, not really. But go on, of, go on, no, go here's, on. Here's the here's the main counter argument. So over the long term, that was right. Right. The industrial revolution rendered obsolete. You know. Tons of people, right? Because formerly highly labor-intensive tasks were automated, right? So that they could be done very quickly and in Correct. unbelievably yes. mass quantities. Yes. Nowadays, in the long run, hundreds of years later, people are way richer. They're doing new jobs that no one could have imagined before. So hey, it all worked out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the long term, it all worked out. Right. In the short term, it didn't work out. Well, yeah, there's a transition. The, there's a transition. In the short term, you know, luddites get a bad name, right? Who? Luddites. Luddites. What's the idea l- of Luddites, um, they don't like technological advancement. You're a Luddite if you don't like technological huh. advancement. Then that's a new word for me today. Okay, so um, well, here's where it came from. It came from the very early Industrial Revolution. Luddites yep. were the former, you know, small-scale home producers right, right, right. who got displaced by large-scale factory work right, right. who would go in and destroy the machines because they were taking their jobs. Wow. Right? And it became a derogatory term because it was like, oh, look at these idiots. They wanted to just sit in their house and hand-produce stuff all day. Mm-hmm. If they got their way, we wouldn't have, you know, the mass prosperity we have now. Mm-hmm. That's right in the long term. But in the short term, those people never recovered. Hmm. Like, um, there's a... Just in the last couple decades, there's been a lot of really great um, economic history work mm-hmm. in like academia. Right. And basically, the consensus is ne- is now that real wages fell in the early Industrial Revolution. Right. And it took decades before they started going up again. Hmm. And a lot of um, estimates it took like till the like 1840s. Wow. Until real wages actually started rising. Right, right. Whereas, you know, this sort of Industrial Revolution displacement happened, like started in the late 1700s. Right, right, so right. So things got like very significantly worse for the majority of people for decades until, you know, things started turning around. Right. When... That, you know, labor displacing technology started being, you know, used for mass production. People were able to shift into different things. So here's the so thing. So the Luddites were wrong right. in the long term. But for them, they, they were, got, they, they were they right. They got the shaft. And, but here's right. the thing, too. And I think, though, I think the, the worry is that technology is increasing even at a faster pace than you would have had in during the Industrial Revolution. That's a fa- sort of that, well in the way it's being transferred to production uh-huh. and the global economy. It is, mm. and the fact of the matter is this: is that I don't know if there ever is going to be that lapse of time where people can readjust. Mm-hmm. They say that you're going to get three or four different careers in a, your lifetime, and you have to be able to be mobile in your ability to work in different sectors and uh-huh. different types of jobs to be able to survive. And that's a difficult prospect for people who have always thought you go to college, you get a degree, this is your job for life. It's actually, that's just not, that's just not going to happen anymore. It's, it's just not going to work. It's especially bad right now because right now um, – the whole education into career into career system is set up that you choose something to specialize in, right? 
And, you know, this is if you want a real job. Like, mm-hmm. you choose to be an engineer. You have to study specifically to be this sort of engineer. Right, right. And then you go to get hired as this sort of engineer. Right. There's very little flexibility in the current job market. No, and that's the truth. And I think also, I mean, like, if we're looking at the current events that's going on right now in America, you know, job and unemployment has decreased. Jobs mm-hmm. increasing are, are there, but actual yeah. wages are stagnant. They yes, have not true. been, uh-huh. they have not had an increase in maybe 15 years. I mean, like, it's ridiculous. That's, yeah, it, you're right. Real you're right, increase right. Uh-huh. compared yeah. to uh-huh. price for commodities, etc. Mm-hmm. It's a little more complicated than that because um total compensation has increased true like health care like benefits etc. it's almost all health care health care right. is eating it all up total compensation it looks like it's actually tracked inflation pretty well and it looks like it's actually tracked total well, productivity i think the problem was that pretty is well, but it's so actually, expensive that's the problem you're right, you're right that's health care is too mm-hmm. uh, health care is, is too expensive is a what's the word controversial issue. yeah I mean, we like, can get that there's a million time. different yeah, i mean arguments. for sure for sure and i you know, again, as I said, I, I honestly don't think the global elite have our best interests in mind. Speaking of um, the unemployment rate going down, have you noticed in like low-paid work, like low-skilled jobs, mm. the service quality is worse now? Oh hell yeah, hell I, yeah! It like, is. I mentioned no, this the, the other day, the and thing. you brought it up. Here's the thing: thought, are, we, are we getting okay? Go on, because I, I think I have another theory. Yeah, I mentioned this, this the other day, and you actually brought it up, and I thought, wow, that makes a lot of sense. It's because of the lower unemployment rate, right. That like now anyone who's somewhat competent actually has better options. Right. So they're going into much better jobs than they would have had five, six, seven years ago. Right. When we were working stiffs, mm-hmm. when we were working... We were creaming the crop, couldn't find yeah. anything, no, and, really. then, and we were doing a damn good job yeah, doing it. Now, are then, we being elitist now, or yes. are we being older now? I don't know. If that's a, <laughs> like, back then, if we had been working, you know, looking for those sorts of jobs while we right, were still right, in right, college, right, before we started right, a real career, yeah. we would have been able to find something much better than crappy retail, and here's retail the, work. And here's the thing, too. I so mean, now, like, the only people those jobs can, like get to who will be willing to work for them or like the less capable right and here's the thing too it's like i have not walked into a chipotle in the past year and a half without uh-huh. smelling marijuana like yeah i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying like yeah. i'm not against the legalization of certain recreational drug use but you shouldn't not when you're making it, it my burrito okay yeah. like yeah the best burrito joint in westchester and mm. i swear by this is, is burrito, burrito loco, loco. Holy mackerel. I haven't had one in a long time. I had one, actually, when? on Thursday. I saw our old buddy that works there. I don't remember. Uh, Hispanic fella. Really, really nice guy. Okay. Um, he's, he's, he's a genuine person. It was, it, was, it was like a blast from the past. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I remember when you came here with your ex-girlfriend. I'm all like, this guy. Is he talking about me? Oh, yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> no, but like, that, that's a damn good burrito. And that place don't smell like marijuana. No. Like, holy crap. Like, so, no, I completely agree. Now, again, as I said, maybe we're being a little elitist, mm-hmm. and maybe we're getting a little older, too. Uh-huh. But I also noticed, too, some of the old spots that I've been that I've uh-huh. gone in my mid-20s when the economy was still kind of crap, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, drinking drinking holes. Mm-hmm. Again, demographics and socioeconomics changes or whatever. Maybe I just was too young to realize it. But there are certain bars that I've been going to mm-hmm. that just look sleazier and crappier, and the clientele has gotten more gruff and rough and terrible. Like, mm. I think also, too, that I, I don't want to discount this, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'm also getting older. Maybe. Like, I prefer a more quieter setting, uh-huh. playing nicer hits mm. on the dance floor. Tim, I know all this stuff is fascinating to you. Yeah, like, this very. Is, this, on the top of your topic, oh, list, yeah. like, got to oh, talk yeah. about dancing in bars with other people, not alone in my room, yeah. watching watching memes, Watch eating it, cottage watching cheese. Memes. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there are others who are into that sort of thing. I, I believe so, but you know what? I'm not going to judge. Okay. Not going to judge. Okay. Uh, so anyway, um, speaking about you know the global elite not giving a mm, crap about I us. I was going to make that same. Segue. Oh, that was so difficult. I had got that already big, in my head. That G20... G20 on. Summit. So, up ladies and gentlemen, Hamburg, I don't know if you've heard it? this. What's that? Up in Hamburg, is it? No, Hamburg, it was actually Germany? Berlin. Actually, I don't no, think no, no, it was no, no, Berlin. No. Was it Munich? No. no. I think it was Maybe Hamburg. Maybe it was Hamburg. Okay. okay. So, the latest G20 man, I want Summit. I hamburger now. Oh, man. I love hamburgers. I was thinking about this the other day, too. was um, um, something Berg. Gutenberg. Hmm. Gutenberg. Gutenberg. The Gutenberg press. A good Berg. A Gutenberg. Guten- so, Guten in German Guten. means good. And then Berg, I don't know. But it's like a good burger. Like, Gutenberg. So he made hamburgers? No, he did not make oh, okay. hamburgers. He <laughs> made right. the printing press. Um, That's not as impressive. Technological change. I bet all the monks were were, were getting all ticked off. Oh, all yeah. my jobs to be out of the out of. <laughs> I can't write my manuscripts on a quill and pen anymore. This Gutenberg kid. I don't know. Um, so anyhow, uh, the G20 summit. If um, our viewer, our listeners do not are, aren't privy to it, is a. I don't know how many times a year they meet. Actually, I think it's once a year. 
Really? There's a couple. There's like a G20 and a G7 and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, so, and so, I think they each happen once a year. Okay. So there, there's these meetings that these global leaders come together. So G20 and is map- like the top 20 economies. Yeah. Can you name the G20? I don't. Can you? Probably. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. United States, France, UK. I think the European Union has its own seat separately okay, from the UK. Four. But also France and Germany have their own seats, you, you I believe. You already did France. So no, I did Yes, you did. I did the UK. Okay, America, Russia, UK, EU has its own seat. Okay. France, okay. Germany, okay, six. Italy, okay. India, okay. China. India, really, India? India has like the third largest nominal okay. economy. China, China probably South South Africa. I know is in there. Yep. yep. Um, hmm, maybe I forget. Okay, you got Brazil, it. probably Indonesia, probably Argentina. I don't know. All right, you failed the test. Get, okay. Go home. Don't ever say you know 20 things. Italy. When you don't. I wonder you if already Greece. said Italy. You didn't, I no, I don't Greece. think Greece is in G20. Anyhow. I'm sure it's one of the... Mm, so, probably what, not. These, what these countries do is they come together and they talk about how they're going to map out the rest of the world. And there is this underlying... And also for the uh, satanic rituals. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They like to kill sheep. Yeah. Um, so, what they do is, is that they talk about like what the direction the world's going to go and et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of lobbyists. Mm. There's a lot of backdoor deals um, oh yeah it, it's been criticized that it's just another example of the global elite uh some even argue the illuminati um but i'm not a conspiracy theorist I so am. i'm not gonna <laughs> no you're not <laughs> and i am not gonna get involved in that in that topic matter but what i will say is that there's no question that i think it does set a set a certain tone every time they have these type of meetings mm-hmm. that there's these rich fat cats deciding the life of of billions of people yeah so the controversy that happened to this so Already, those G20 summits are just a, 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 bam, a, a lambastard, lambastard. <laughs> no, wow. it, it's just, it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a spit in the eye of the, just the, just the world population because uh-huh. it's just a bunch of fat p- cat rich bureaucrats telling us what to do. Mm. Uh, so if that wasn't bad already, during the G20 summit, Donald Trump had to leave. I think the panel was for like the African economy or something yeah. or other. Uh-huh. And in replacement of his seat, he did not choose to put a politician or a diplomat or a, a, a well-informed consultant. Or anyone who has the faintest idea about anything in the entire world. Instead, he placed his daughter, Ivanka Trump, this- on the American seat at the G20. Who the hell is Ivanka Trump? What the hell has she ever done with her life other than be born to Donald Trump? Uh, she made a great shoe line. Did she? I guess so. You mean she had other people design it and had Chinese children dying in sweatshops and they put her name on it? And it still didn't do well. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would put a disclaimer out, mind you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. There has been talk that this criticism came about mostly because she is a woman. Oh, of course. Uh, well, Even though freaking well, Angela wanna, Merkel and I, whoever else I is wanna, actually a world I, leader there. I want, I want, well, actually, Angela Merkel actually agreed with the decision of Ivanka Trump being taking uh, Trump's seat. I, that's what she said, actually. That's stupid. It, the whole thing's stupid. Um, but she's trying to cover her butt because that G20 summit was actually one of the worst organized G20 summits. That, oh, really? Because there was, a, there was, a, there was riots in the streets mm. of, of, of Germany because of this. Um, yeah. So anyhow, and I, I really do get that perspective. And honestly, I'm not going to deny that there are probably sectors of the commentary who are more fervent in this topic matter and being in disgust. But here's the for, thing. For, for, okay, for the reason ahead. that she is a woman, I'm not mm-hmm. going to deny that there are people like that. But here's... Again, the Tim and Dave perspective, okay? Uh-huh. I don't care whether she's a woman or not. If that was his son doing the same crap, I would be just as annoyed, okay? Mm-hmm. Little Ch- Donald Trump Jr. who kisses the Russians to bed at night, you know what I mean? Which I don't care. I don't care. It's I don't not care. true either. I'm so over the Russian thing. Like, it's done. Shut up. The point is this. I don't care that Ivanka is a woman and that she sat in the seat of the G20 Summit for the United States. Mm-hmm. What I care about is that somebody sat in the G20 seat for the United States had no right to be there Hmm. and the only reason why she was was because she is the daughter she is the kin she is the offspring of a fat cat bureaucrat rich elitist pompous ass and that's the only reason why she's in that seat and that is unacceptable especially at such high levels and i for one am just sick of this crap sick and tired of seeing the same garbage this 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 not even meritocracy of, at all. It's, 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 it's just because you were born of a family, that's what you get. Bull. That's bull. And America should be outraged by this. You know what, you know what Trump said? 
What said did Trump say? Trump says back when, with all this criticism, well, if Hillary had her daughter Chelsea Clinton in there, they'd be lauding her for being a great... No, don't give me that crap, Trump. Don't pull that hoodwink bull that Obama played during his presidency about the Bush administration. I am over this junk. You can only get so many quips about the Hillary Clinton campaign. You can get only so many bags against the Clintons in general, okay? But you're not going to tell me that anybody would be any less outraged if Chelsea Clinton sat on that the thing. The media wouldn't have been as outraged. That's true. They wouldn't have been. Maybe they wouldn't they have should been. have been, and regular people should have still been, and it would have been as outrageous. I would have is, still been outraged. You're right. The man of thought, the woman of thought, the person of logic and reason would still say that this right. is not the way the world needs but to be. But he's right that the media would not be as outraged. <sighs> but they should still be as the outraged. The point of the matter. Anyway, that was very is sexist, David. What, what was sexist? All that stuff about Ivanka. Oh, stop you. <laughs> <laughs> no, and again, it's, it's just like... And I, you know what? I am just as outraged that this freaking nobody, Jared Kushner, who in the who in their who in the world ever heard of this Jared Kushner? <laughs> Kush. Before <laughs> exactly, that's it. Yeah, like he's like the number one policy guy. He has top secret security clearance. Right. He's meeting with the diplomats. Mm-hmm. He's framing policy. Yep. And he's not even Trump's son. He's just a son-in-law. That's that's Ivanka's husband, right? Yeah, Kushner. So I'm just as outraged it's just, at that. He stacked it. He stacked his whole cabinet with people that he knows. And like, what did you expect anything other than that? Honestly, it's it's just the same garbage in day and day out. And honestly, I don't know. I think America. That's why, again, when I said when I watched the fifth season of House of Cards, mm. I did not find it as exhilarating only because the House of Cards is happening right now yeah. on day-to-day television, on Twitter, on the newspapers, on the internet. It's everywhere. And honestly, you can't write this stuff any yeah. worse than what it is. You know what I mean? Like, you got and, it. And it gets, it's, it's so disheartening, too, because... You know, it's you, you look back and you think to yourself, like, you know, has it, America always been this way? Yeah. And it's frustrating. And I really do think that, you know, we just never saw it to the limelight in which we are seeing today. I mean, I mean, and the fact of the matter is this, like, I think what really gets under my skin is that the discrepancy between rich and poor is becoming much more divided and it's only getting worse. And with the autonomization of all these other industries, the man and the woman worker is always going to keep on getting the shaft and it's going to get worse. Worse and worse and worse. And my question is, when is it going to stop? When 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 is there going to be a change? When oh, is there going never. to be a true a blue? Well, I can't think of never. I don't want to think of never. Never going to happen. It can't not happen. The world is always going to be terrible, David. No. You're, you're going to have to. It always has been and always will be. I don't know. It can be not as bad, but... In, can we not get to that point? No. Why can't we get to that point? It's impossible. It's not impossible. Humanity isn't good enough. It's not... Capable. I don't think it's the truth. I don't think that this is it for us. A very small amount of people will always capture an outsized amount of power and use it to exploit others. Well, to be fair with me, and And that's never not going to happen. Well, I think, I think, I think we have enough. No, I don't. I agree. I don't agree. Here's why. Here's why. Why? Never in human history has Mm. information been more readily available to the general public. Yeah, and the general public still doesn't know anything, so they don't care. The general public, I don't think, doesn't know anything. I just think the general public hasn't been able to get the squeeze on them well enough. And I think that they have done a very good job, and by they, it's the elitist bourgeoisie of the world, Mm. to divide us to not want for us to fight together. But I think that time is coming shorter. I think I think we're going to a direction that we're not going to be hoodwinked anymore with the visionary policies of race, gender, sexuality, religion, political parties. I don't think that this is going to continue on much longer because we have too much information at the no, fingertips. Let, let me, at our fingertips, Tim. Right, I don't think we have. I don't think it's back then. You know, you had pitchfork farmers that didn't know anything past their freaking uh, border lines of their mm-hmm. acreages. They're, that's not information. You know, this this revolution that we've been talking about has been going on since the Gutenberg press. We have been being able to be – things have changed. That was a paradigm shift in history where we were able to get information more quickly. And because of that, look at the technological changes since then. We've been able to disseminate information across borders and, and oceans. And we're able to do that now with a click of a button. And I think that by the time that we're at this point, pinnacle a point of our human history that we have at any time a better opportunity to equal out these playing fields and honestly i don't think i there it's either a two-sided coin tim you're right either that nothing's going to change or i think something's going to change okay. i think that change is going to happen sooner Listen, or later what you mention about the unprecedented availability of information is the reason is the proof of why things will never change why because right now at least in america 
there is for I'm talking like the vast majority of people, ninety eight percent. Right. There is no limitation for them to become extremely informed about basically everything. Information is totally freely available. The only thing you need is the desire to seek it out. That's all you need. That's there's, fair. There's, there's absolutely fair. nothing holding every person back. Fair. Everyone is totally free to be unbelievably knowledgeable and get expert level information about anything I they agree. want. I agree. The only thing that's holding anyone back is the will to do so. And guess what? Most people just don't care. That's our job. No. That's our job. People naturally we just... We need... No. No. Nope, you're no. wrong. I, I disagree. No. If you're a torchbearer, you must show others the fire. You have no, to. They don't... You have to. David. That is a responsibility. David. David. That's a David. responsibility you have. La- you have ladies to... and gentlemen, if you hold the torch and you know of what we're talking about or anything else that's going on in America or anything that you find an interest, and this sounds very revolutionary, mind you, if you're out there and you're listening... No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that I, I don't... Th- I, I, yes, you're right. There's a famous quote from Harriet Tubman, actually. That says, I have rescued thousands of slaves. I could have rescued thousands more if they only knew that they were slaves. Okay? So? I think. What, so, does that, what does that mean? It means that those who don't recognize the fact that they are in bondage are, are refusing to recognize the writing on the wall. Your rights are not able to be able to uplift themselves and use the resources around them. And that's why I say to you, when the situations are becoming worse, where party division isn't going to cut it anymore, okay? The, bl- the line between Republican and Democrat is so blurred nowadays in corruption and backdoor deals that I, I couldn't de- delineate between either one of the parties really anymore other than what, f- what news organization likes to talk about them more positively. Let's be mm-hmm. fair here. It really is all it is is media corporations, mm-hmm. and that's all I can think of as different political parties. Democrat, mm-hmm. MSNBC, uh, Republican, Fox News. Like, mm-hmm. that's, as, that's, as, that's where the line is drawn by the newscasters and what they say the parties themselves are almost identical in regards to anything else other than to put down people who aren't in the elite and the fact of the matter is tim is i think that what you're saying is true in the sense that you can't do anything and no one's going to do anything until they want to do something and i'm saying they're not going to do something until it gets much worse and it's going oh, to get okay. much worse you can say that but it's going to get much worse if nothing's okay being, okay if nothing what, what, will be, if nothing's okay. gonna be done listen here's what's gonna happen it's gonna get much worse it's going to get so bad that there's going to be, you know, popular, not necessarily necessarily revolt, but popular unrest. So then something's going to happen. The current ruling class is going to be ousted by some sort of force, whatever have you. And a new ruling class is going to be instated. And again, a small amount of people are going to capture an outsized, num- an outsized amount of power and use it to rule over the rest. And that um, cycle will never end because... The natural inclination of most people is not to be very informed. They don't really care. I mean, they just want to go about their lives, and they're not too interested. In I don't seeking know. Out I think that sounds too much and like listen, Platonic philosophy. If, Philosopher kings much, or the Republic if were, much. If it were, if it were any different, like I said, the absolute free availability of information, people in this country. There's absolutely nothing holding them back from it, except the fact that they're not interested. I, I don't. I and don't that's agree. Human nature. Look, look at the Black Lives. Look at the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm saying, look at the Black Lives Matter movement in the sense that they've been using technology to be able to assimilate their their beliefs and to put people together in a place. Look at the Egyptian Revolution. Look at the Iran the Iranian upheaval. Every I think every oppressed people are using technology to the best degree they can to have their voices heard. And again, maybe we won't agree on this head to head, Tim. But what I'm saying is, is that that it's coming to a point now where I think more people are just so disillusioned at the status quo and are realizing that no one's benefiting from the system, that the only people who are benefiting of the system have already benefited and have been benefiting for generations, and that it's getting harder and harder and harder for people to uplift themselves from the economic situation they are in without making extreme sacrifices and compromises. And the fact is that America is a terrible example of how richer get richer and the poor get poorer. And you know, in other countries, it's, I would say it's similar to a degree, but I think it's getting worse in America. And I think I think we're realizing that now, now that we have such a such a you know uh, a, d- a division in our in our policymaking and the direction of what our country is going. And it's only going to get worse. It really is. I just that's just my opinion of the fact of the matter. Yeah, you're right, but then it's just going to be a cycle. I don't of think something so. new. This, I don't think it's going to be a cycle. I think I think there's a I think there's 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 something quelling in the humanity, American people. Humanity is not capable of organizing and, and maintaining. And you and you say that from society. from what lack of experience? 
from all of human history. And then, and... well, guess what? No, there has never been an atrocity as close to what the Hitler's regime had done, and it was done. Mm-hmm. There are new exceptions when things change. I don't. I don't want to believe that the, just because it hasn't happened, it won't. So what you're saying is no. Don't you, you twist. <laughs> don't you twist words on me. What I'm saying is, for something so atrocious to happen, no one would ever believe it could, but uh-huh. it did. But for that, the opposite can be say said for true. If something so great has never happened, doesn't mean it can't either. Mm-hmm. So the point is, is that I have a faith in the human population and in, in society and humanity that we want what's best for everyone. It's just that we have trouble articulating and executing those initiatives i believe that we can i have hope that we can i hope in the human race that we can do this but no, i'd hope but i don't think so well well then that's why it's i'm not the, possible. I, I guess i guess in the sense a, a realist is a is an, the realist is an idolist that has low expectations and that's you my friend Tim. maybe yeah <laughs> but sometimes sometimes low expectations are founded well, that's very Senecan of you, but I'm not going to necessarily say that about our whole generational population and okay. just everyone in general, my good yeah. sir. But I'm glad that we I have this I don't mean discourse. every individual. And first of all, I'm not even making a moral judgment. I mean, so what? People don't care to um, really spend their own personal time understanding things or... Maybe they don't have the time to because they're too busy working. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think leisure People time has time. a big... Uh, I don't know, my friend. When I people don't. are young, they have free time. Oh, but when you're young, you're dumb. <laughs> like, come on, let's be fair here. We had free time. What were what, what, what we doing when we were I kids? I read a lot of stuff. You, you were on a message board the majority of your life. So I, the fact of the matter is, is that <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we should judge someone's whole life based upon how they used their free time as a child. No, okay. I, I, think this, I think that's just silliness. That's just silliness. Um, on other topics, however, you said you wanted to discuss something of great importance regarding superhero movies, Tim. Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah, the superhero movies. Oh, my God. Tim, ladies and gentlemen, moment I saw the, the, the moment I saw movies. the moment I saw him today, he's like, Dave, I got to talk about superhero movies. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's some really silly stuff okay, going actually, on here. Actually, and I need you to listen to me. I was like, Tim, let's talk about this on the podcast. No, now. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Tim, please go on. Okay, David. Oh, I'm sorry. So, anyway. <laughs> Someone's going to no, razz you. Just Someone's going to razz you. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm going to beat you up tonight. <laughs> so, tonight? Why did I say tonight? <laughs> <laughs> go on. I know why you said it, but go so, on. So, anyway. No, I just noticed, um, I just saw on um, the news today yeah. that the new uh, Doctor Who character is going to be Yep, one. I saw that too. Yeah. So, like, I never watched Doctor Who. Probably never going to watch I'm Doctor not Who. really into the whole genre. Here's how I There's feel. There's a really cool scene, though, with Vincent Van Gogh. How's it go? <laughs> I don't know. I think the premise was Vincent Van Gogh. Doctor Who was a series where people, they go back in time or something. I don't know. I never watched uh-huh. it. But they go back in time. I think Vincent Van Gogh was depressed or something. Mm. Go figure. So they made him feel better. By putting him in forward in time and seeing his exhibits and stuff like that. Oh. And like... I think he still kills himself. I don't okay. know, but like <laughs> that's I, kind of a cool. But it was really episode. cool. It was a kind of an homage to it. And actually, mm. I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day that an artist is really best merited by the, the best way they can tell their story. Uh-huh. Honestly, I think the only way an artist really becomes popular is by someone selling the artist, yeah. not necessarily uh-huh. the artwork. Mm-hmm. The reason why Vincent Van Gogh became popular was because he had such a tragic life. Yes. But then again, there's a lot of people with tragic life who are artists. The reason why uh-huh. he became popular though was because his his brothers. Uh, wife published in a in a um, in a in a, in a limited edition set hmm. of books, I think maybe about a hundred or a thousand or whatever, called "Dear Theo" of all the letters that Theo, his brother, and Vincent uh-huh. Van Gogh wrote back and forth to one another. Hmm. And after they had written back and forth for so many years, you could see the depth of his anguish. Uh. Like it was very um, provocative because back then I don't think it was really. It's like it's like a blog, really. Like how, yeah, how yeah. what forms would someone be able to really mm-hmm. know of this person? And I think in a larger sense too, you saw the anguish of the of the of the of the artist, but then also it's relatable to so many other people's woes. And because of that, they were able to sell Vincent Van Gogh first. Mm. And once they were able to sell the artist, they could sell the art. So as I was saying, you know, to my girlfriend, that I think a lot of times when you're when you're when you're doing anything in life, you need to sell your story. If you're not uh-huh. able to sell your story, even startup companies they have a startup story. Yeah. You know, Zuckerberg startup yeah, story. Zuckerberg oh startup man, story. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. Like uh-huh. Americans and and people in general love the underdog story, yeah. and and that's what sells whatever well, the heck you know, it is. That, that's that, that's Zuckerberg for you, that underdog story. Oh yeah. Oh, tough luck. You know, being being related to uh, uh, the Rockefellers. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, is he? Really? 
Oh, I believe. I believe. I thought he was related to some bourgeois. No, his dad was just a rich dentist. All right, whatever. Which is good enough. Good enough. Yeah. yeah. So with anyway, you. about the uh, female Doctor Who character. Right. Right. Good Here's stories. the sense in which I have a problem with this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you want more representation of, I don't know, minority, ethnicities, females in the media. Okay, fine. What? Okay, fine. Go ahead. That's great. I don't care. Do it. Fantastic. But make a new character. So, like, so okay, so for the Doctor Who scenario. Yeah. So okay. you should like, make a new character for Doctor That's the whole premise behind Doctor Who. Every time there's a new Doctor Who, that's a new character with a new personality, with a new mm. traits. I don't watch it enough, okay. but I know that from watching like clips from different segments, everyone gets annoyed when, I don't like the personality of this new Doctor Who. Or, really? I don't like the... So in a sense, they kind of did make a new character because I think the idea of the fluidity of, uh-huh. the, of, the, of the main person mm-hmm. is, that, is that's the novelty of it. There's no one okay, Doctor Who. Okay, in that sense... Okay, I can see that. But in general, you just... I, I kind of think you hear a lot when people talk about calls for representation of different ethnicities and females in the media the idea of casting a certain well-established character as a different ethnicity or different gender is often brandied about right like for example there there has been talk for a while of like having like a black james bond for example that'd be cool kind of it would be cool to why would james bond james bond okay so the press no, behind no, james listen, bond. listen 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 okay, listen okay it would be cool to make Make something new. Make a new character and push that character. Make a new franchise and a new fictional universe uh, where the main character is black. I don't think it would work. I don't think it would work. So we can't... Like, there was a time in human history... There was a time in human history (laughs) when there wasn't a James Bond. So someone made a James Bond. Right. There's right now a time... There was a time also when nobody from a a, a different background other than white could be on the movie screen. Yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) why James Bond is white. Now that time has passed. So now, make a new character. And push it. Make new movies. Make new books. Make whatever. I don't don't, think... don't recast. And in a certain sense, you can view this as a continuation of white supremacy, right? Why? Like these so like the idea is, oh, we can't we we just can't make a new character anymore. I'm not saying anymore. they can't make one. I'm just the saying thing we why, can do, why is it a big deal to just rebrand the, the only new thing, one with a the different only, sort of the only edge thing, to it? The only thing we can do is piggyback off of former male and white male characters, and now this franchise that has been built up with the white male character. We're just going to create a different representation of but it. But here's the thing. Rather than making something new, they, that, is, that is a black character. That is a female character. Well, they've been, that is something different. They and do that have has bl- its own well, individuality. Okay, they do have black female, excuse me, black characters or, 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 or other characters who are a different uh, ethnicity other than white in comic book lore. Okay. But they usually cast those characters as white. Okay, don't do that either. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they've done it before. It's, there are I'm plenty sure. of characters I out there. You. I and bet you. When am I getting a Static Shock movie? Okay? That was oh, great. Yo, yo, thank you. That was Thank sick. you. Static uh, Shock, yo, the animated movie. series, was actually super cool. Yo, remember in, like, eighth grade, we would talk on the phone after school Dude, and, like, sta- we'd watch the Static Shock. Band, and, man. Yeah, we'd watch, like, Static Shock and Yu-Gi-Oh. Dude, I love Static Shock. That was yo. a good show. Dude, and then everyone started liking it. Then we didn't like it anymore. I don't remember that part, but I can believe it. Oh, you know, who, you know, um, X Men has a really good history. I think of actually opening up representation of characters because there's yeah. so many damn the whole X-Men. freaking thing was about you know. Oh yeah, I, it, it, you know, as a kid, I didn't really recognize the parallel well, between probably, that at no all. No one does when they're five years old. I wasn't or five watching. No one X-Men. does when they were ten years old. All right, fair enough. Or Man. in your case, no one does when they are twenty-three years old. <laughs> <laughs> remember X Men uh, or not X Men Evolution? No, which one was that? That was like the one where like they're all kids, like Cyclops is younger, Nightcrawler's younger. Yeah, yeah, I like, remember that. I kind of that was a good series. I don't too. think I watched it much, but I remember what you're talking about. And then the original series, of course. Yeah, um, yeah I think I think Hugh Jackman said he's not going to be playing the Wolverine character anymore. Mm, he's not, been playing for 15 years. He was a years. good Wolverine, amazing Wolverine. Like who can? I know you're very God, you're I very attached Jack. to he's that so, Wolverine character. He's so amazing. And so it, who 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 can be next? Oh man. Can't be Shia LaBeouf. I think I think we need Jaden Smith to play no. Wolverine. No. I think I think it's time. I think we're ready. Oh my god! I think we're ready. Make a new character for Jaden Smith. <laughs> oh jeez, Louise! I was at the club last night. Actually. Oh, oh, really? I yeah, was at, at the, the club. club. I was, I was, I Damn, was, yo. I was hip hopping, lip flopping, mm. peanut popping. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and they were playing the Fresh Prince of Bel Air song. Nice. 
that, again, I, I again, I think I'm getting older. I wasn't as enthused about the to- that that song hmm. as I was in my early or mid twenties. Oh, it's all like, oh god, this song again. I love the song. Yeah, it's love the song. series, but I'm not grooving to the tunes. If it was Ed Sheeran, however, oh no, different story. Big enemy of the podcast. I love Ed Sheeran. He is a talented, talented man. Yeah. I hear that he gets a lot of flack on social media, though. I he, bet he does. He actually quit his Twitter account. He won't even post <laughs> things on it anymore. No, he well, won't. He says it's too much negativity. Oh, boohoo. Oh, boohoo is right. He's a rich man. Yeah, really. But they did play Mr. Brightside. That I did jam to because they don't you play jam? the killers anymore. They don't really play the killers. In killer. a club? Like, a, like killers? a lounge. Like a lounge. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's been getting a lot hotter. It's been getting a lot hotter. It's getting hot in here, that's for sure. It is. Well, thank you, Tim. Those, those eyes. Oh, I, I do have my mother's Irish eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. All right, it's getting kind of weird. So, um, <laughs> anyhow, Tim, thank you so much for coming today. Yes, thank you, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for viewing in um, and listening to Tim and I rant about things that are just ridiculous and, mm. and looking each other straight in the, into the... In, in the what? In the eyes. In the what? We're looking at each other. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but thank you all for listening. It's a pleasure doing this. We absolutely love it. And thank you for being patient with us for that last week for us not being able to put a podcast up. It was heartbreaking. We've been at this for, I think... A Barack, f- I think he wanted to do it. But, but, you know, <laughs> when he started talking about the um, moon base, he's like, yo, he's like, li- li- listen, guys, I got a little too drunk on that podcast. Started saying stuff that's secret. You got to delete it. Oh, dear God. Um, but no, um, we've been going at this for, I think, about four months straight here. Mm. Um, and it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Um, we want to thank all our listeners who uh, are subscribed to our Facebook account, please. If you haven't already and you listen, uh, go on to Tim and Dave Show Podcast on Facebook. Uh, subscribe, like, leave a comment. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the podcast. Uh, we also have a Patreon account. Uh, that is uh, an area in which you can donate some money to the podcast so we can continue to upgrade our equipment to make the quality better, make some advertising so we get the word out more. Uh, but speaking about getting the word out more. The word out. The word out. Get that word out. Get that word out there. I need you all to just, you know, if you love the podcast, if you're enthused about it, please tell a friend. Uh, a lot of the best types of, uh, you know, advertising is firsthand advertising. Mm-hmm. And if you if you enjoy the content and what you're hearing, please tell someone about it. And uh, maybe that can be a triple down effect. And maybe we'll get more some more views out there. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you all for listening. And uh, it's a pleasure doing this. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Take care, everybody and have a wonderful week yeah you know what i just i just i just want the world to be like star trek you know where every yeah, child can read and you can mm-hmm. just reproduce like hamburgers in that and machine just have unending and, wars in space well that in hollow decks that'd yeah. be cool too <laughs> where's the power glove <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>